You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Garden Report is brought to you, as always, by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag, use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. A new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Once again, use the code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. From football to basketball, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Once again, Bet Online, where the game starts. Use the code CLNS50 for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Yo, Yard report time. Jimmy Toscano coming in hot. Coming in real hot. I know. He got coming us going. Real hot. <laughs> False alarm. Hotter than you hot. You gotta come in hot for real though now. I just meant I was coming in hot like right up against the clock hot. You know I what know. I mean? Like you guys were like, oh, let's get your take. Let me give give me your takes. And I'm like, no, no, no. I actually don't have any takes. You got I'm me excited. Some burning. <laughs> I've got a few takes. I mean, I've got a few takes, but nothing that's gonna like scorch the earth. I was right. just coming in trying to make this time, which I did. So shout out me. You need Bobby to say something to upset you in order right. to get a hot Which take. I bank on, well, yeah, I bank on that a couple of times. I bank on a couple of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only need to have two, two or three opinions of my own, and then I just got to wait for Bobby to speak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just bash Bobby, and then everyone in the comments gets all better. So leave Bobby alone. Leave Bobby alone. I don't know he does it to himself, gonna... folks. He does it to himself. I... I think it's going to be hot right out of the gate here. but <laughs> Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to promise anything. I don't want to promise no. anything. A um, couple things we're going to talk about uh, for sure. Uh, Celtics and NBA training camps open up uh, on Tuesday. Media day is Monday. So we get to see how awesome Rob looks. Um, yeah. You know, for one. And, uh, you know, Tatum's muscles. We get to Probably. see that. Yeah. Yeah. We get to see that. Uh, we haven't really seen Rob doing a whole lot, like in the social media game, right? If I unless I've missed something. can be good though. No, I'm, I'm fine with it. Time. So it's going to be exciting. I, you know, he might I, again. Yeah, I was waiting for that one report. <laughs> I need a cold towel. No, just I, all I wanted was one report with like, oh my god, right? Like he Rob's been good. Rob's been yeah. working out. You know, you know, he's doing the Rocky Four training in the friggin' mountains. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know. 
you know, in Siberia, and he's just we didn't quite know, get that. We instead we got chopping wood, right? Instead we got yeah, he's hoping to play sixty games this year. <laughs> uh, maybe sixty sounds good. <laughs> From Bobby's story, <laughs> D minus. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a mistake, but <laughs> yeah, we're hoping he can compete this year. Yeah. You know, put his yeah. best foot forward. Yeah. So, uh, so we have uh, that. So we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about some camp questions. Uh, we're going to talk, of course, about uh, we've got lists. We love lists. We're going to talk about uh, going top, on finally top one hundred lists. Well, now this is real. Like it, it, one way or the other, starting next week, we've got actual stuff to talk about, which is going to be first chance to look Bobby's haircut. I just noticed. We're going to talk about that. What'd you um, get a little tight tight fade? What do you got? You run on there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, that's really tight on the sides. Real tight. I need actually Mil- need a haircut. Military badly. grade. That's why I have yeah. my hat on. I need a haircut very badly. I like to be like, comfortable. Uh, you get that little feeling. I, you get to rub it. People like. I have my. It. It's nice. You gotta rub it. Yeah. I look like Shia LaBeouf and like even Stevens with with my hair. Right now. <laughs> Just yeah. uh, keeping the hat on. I'm trying to get a haircut next week. Trade Rob for Cat. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Cat, uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, you know, mysterious the tweet. Tweet. The Towns tweet. <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll excuse Joe Sway. He's, he's, uh, he's at the white Lotus, uh, in Hawaii <laughs> right now doing yeah. who knows, who knows what with who knows who he's a secretive guy. <laughs> I got to get the whole, he, he has, he's, yeah. been very, he's been very quiet on the group. Yeah, and I I'm mean, just by myself. He says. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, nobody just goes to nobody Hawaii. Just... You know what I mean? Like. Come on, we you know we know what's up, Josue. If you're watching right now, we know what's up. Somebody's out there. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be solo. Somebody in the mainland. Yeah, um, he's gonna show and then, up to, uh, a, to a yeah. beach bar by himself and just see what happens. Like, come on. And Professor Sherrod is grading papers. If he jumps in, uh, that will be a treat. But in the meantime, you've got us, so we will definitely, uh, we'll definitely uh, kick it. You know, chop it up for a little bit and uh, and see what sticks here. But we will start with uh, the latest Ben Simmons stuff, which is just almost funny to me. This is a classic case of like, <laughs> you're not breaking up with me, I'm breaking up with yeah, you, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. the Sixers- Oh, really? Yeah. The yeah. Sixers you're bring- oh, you're bringing more- up with me? No. Yeah. The Sixers couldn't have made it more clear they want nothing to do with this guy. Um, and so then, you which know, Which I agent- thought was premature on their part, but yeah. it's not my decision. Probably. Because they're, they're screwed. They're screwed. The way that they treated the situation right when it happened, like obviously the way they lost, the way he played, they, in my opinion, they all alienated him right off the bat. Where yeah. This this was well, inevitable. This was they inevitable. Did a, and the they did a horrible job. Horrible job. They, and the fans, same, you know, same. the fans are the fans. They're gonna they're gonna trash trash him for it. And it, yeah, there's no I, love between either side or all three. You know, fans don't love him. He doesn't love the fans. The team doesn't love him, and he doesn't love the team. So like. This was inevitable. The way, but it's ended. so dumb. No, it goes back to further too. Bur- but it's so but dumb to publicly really burn an asset like this. Right. It is. It's asinine. Like, oh, Doc. Look, it's a, no, oh, both of Doc and Embiid. Embiid. It's, yeah. It's a. It's a business. Like you can't. 
you got to treat him like he's the most important person on the planet right up until the moment you trade him and then say, thank God that guy is gone. Well, I, don't, like, I don't agree with that because I think what Doc said was obvious and everybody knew it. So it didn't matter what he said or not. It was just, just a moment don't. of honesty. Keep it at house. Yeah. It doesn't, it's good for no, the media. we want these guys to say how they feel. We do. It's bad for business, yeah. though. How does that we mean like it's bad it. for the Sixers' uh, point it, of view? Was what happened going to happen? Because you lose anyway? leverage. You lose leverage. Do you like, think they go into negotiations and they go, well, we wanted him until Doc said he can't be a championship point all, guard? Like it was always going to happen. You're no, just but, tipping your you're just tipping right, your hand. You're tipping your, you're tipping your hand. You're you're making a bad situation worse. You are alienated Ben Simmons. Maybe it wasn't as bad to him. And then after he was like, wow, okay, I'm really getting thrown under the bus yeah. here. Um, you know, f these guys. You know, you get one Simmons report in the off season that says. He's not going back there. God, your leverage is gone. You, you, his, his hurt feelings are what kill, what kills your leverage. Yeah, and also and it does go back to the Harden trade too, which was obviously the first time sure. they tried to deal him, and that's where it seemed like the relationship really died. But you know, you can't even go back multiple years with this as far as the conversation of can these two coexist goes. We weren't hot on it a year ago because he was out for that series and he was injured, and it looked like he was pretty important to what they were doing once they got swept by Boston there, but. I'd say it's probably been three or four years now that we've talked about, all right, can these two coexist? We've certainly talked about his shot since day one, and it's only devolved into more issues with his approach to the game, the way he fits himself next to Embiid there, and just his overall approach and dedication to things as we've learned more different people talking about his work ethic, but we've tossed around the videos of him shooting, and it just hasn't translated. So this, I, like, I can't just pin this all in one playoff series one comment that has sent the sauce for him and the Sixers because there's obviously a little bit of both sides that have ruined It's not. This. It just makes it, it, it harder. It just goes way back, yeah. You just make your situation harder. Like I said, it was poorly handled because they made it clear that they were fed up with him at the end of the season. When Doc Rivers is asked a question outright, like, can you continue with this guy? And he answers, I don't know. It was so and dramatic. It was so wrong answer, dude. That was a bad look for Doc. I mean, really, you're a player. It was coach. so stupid. It, it was, was it wrong though? It yes, doesn't it matter. Bobby, it's not the issue. I'm pretty sure wasn't didn't Doc come out begging on his hands and knees today, saying, like, oh, forgive me. I, I was misquoted. I, I take it back. Like, I mean, didn't that kind of happen today? So I think yeah, the answer, I think they're in trouble now. But that I think that answers your question right there, if it was right or wrong. I mean if you're supposed to be a quote-unquote players coach, you're really not known to be an X's and O's coach. So which coach are you? Um, and I just think it's a bad look, kind of, kind of a bad look for the organization. I mean, if you're, if you're another star player and, you know, your coach is throwing you under the bus, you, the other star players kind of throwing you under the bus, you know, for all the warts that the Celtics had last season, we never really saw the players, at least the star players, ter publicly turning uh, on themselves. I do other, think I Embiid say. was misquoted. I don't think Doc was. No, um, you're Embiid... not misquoted. You can't be misquoted on television. You can no, be misquoted. What they no, did, it what doesn't they did with work Embiid. that way. It does, no, you yeah. cannot be misquoted on live television. You can be misquoted in print only. Oh, no, you no, can't no, that. use that excuse. Well, here's what happened you're with not Embiid. misquoted. You said it. It was it aired live, raw, uncut. That's not a right. misquote. You may have misspoken. You can't be misquoted. That, that only applies for print. No, it's that's such, true. That's it's true such for a Doc. terrible excuse for Doc. 
No, yeah, well, that's true. That's true for Doc. It wasn't true for Embiid because he went on this long tirade of all the reasons they lost, and one of them was Simmons passing up the dunk, and they packaged it together nope, to make nope, it look like nope. he was saying that's like, not what oh, happened either. Up on dunk, and everything went so from there. It's no, not he what emphasized happened. that point, but that was they, they the said. Only point. Where did it go wrong? He's like, well, to be honest, it happened right here. What was the turning point? He's like, well, when we passed up a layup. He, yeah, but that he was said a, a bunch was of a, other stuff too. I, but that was a single answer to a single question. What went wrong tonight? And he said, "Well, we passed up a layup." I think Jimmy's. Oh, I thought Jimmy was frozen. I'm reading the quote. No, I'm I'm reading Doc's quote today. I mean, basically, he was on a, a show today, and no, Trump. Um, I mean, uh, after this series, no. Rivers was credited with saying that he wasn't sure if the Sixers could win, win a title with Simmons at point guard. That's not what I said. Actually, Rivers interjected Wednesday. This is when narratives, dot, 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 and this is what makes our jobs hard. I actually said when the guy asked, I'm not answering that stuff right now. I don't even know how to answer that. So what I was talking about was not answering the question. It had nothing to do with Ben. I don't know if any of that's true. <laughs> I would, that would be some crazy editing. I remember him saying, I don't know. I remember know. him saying that. I don't know, too. Yeah. I, but I wasn't there at the Look. press conference. So. But look, again, we always talk about this right and a wrong way to handle it. If you're Doc Rivers, the right way to answer that question is Ben Simmons is one of the best players in the NBA and an integral part of our team. So naturally, anything we do going forward is going to involve Ben Simmons because he makes us better. That's the right answer. The right. wrong John answer. John wants all cliches for the rest it's of his so, life. It's so, dude, one, like I said, one of my favorite. They never fail. One of my favorite moments, because, I mean, the Patriots are obviously the best at this, but when I was back at NECN uh, years and years and years ago, and Teddy, this was the game with the Patriots. I think it was that playoff series where the Colts hadn't punted the whole time, and it was like, ooh, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. And Teddy Bruschi was a, a live guest. He was in our studio, and he's talking to us beforehand, and he's like, we're going to bury these guys he's like i'm telling you it's not going to be close he's saying all of this stuff behind the scenes he's like we're gonna he's like we've got his number we know exactly yeah, what yeah. they're gonna do we're going to absolutely murder them and yeah. we're like oh my god this is going to be the best interview ever he goes out there and he's like oh peyton manning's one of the best and blah 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 <laughs> yeah. he walks off the set he walks off the set and we were like what the hell man and he goes he goes, just cliches, man. Yeah. That's it. He's like, that's all I say. He's like, we're not going to say that. But they went out there and buried them. So, yes. No, just this is my point. I mean, that's media, what Bill Belichick cliche, does. Bill Belichick will, only. Yeah. Bill Belichick will, will, will rifle off 40 players and he'll talk for 10 minutes about, you know, the backup outside linebacker on, yeah. on the opposing team. And then I'm cliche. sure he walks off the set. Like, I just they're, they're great in the kicking there. game. Great in special yeah. teams. And yeah. then they go and they murder them by 30. So it's like. <laughs> no, but let's be real. You know I mean? like, when it comes to these trade negotiations, the debacle that the Sixers are in, this is on Simmons and everything he hasn't done, everything that he's done to diminish his own value on the court, and the route that he's taken with his role on this team. Now, we can go back to those hiring conversations and say Simmons had a point. You want to give up on me? Then this is how I'm going to carry things here. But my point is. He was doing the wrong things long before that happened. Like this is a three or four year devolution for uh, Ben Simmons here, where I think the rest of the league right now is looking at him and saying, we'll take him if he's a flyer. We'll take him if we have to give up nothing. And but that's where want this guy and that's no where you see... this guy. And that's why he's still on the Sixers. Well, because again, he's not that great of a player. So disagree to a, to a, to a, to a degree. You make me 
you force me to like a, to to advocate for a player I don't love, but to say he's not that good a player I think is incorrect. Don't you think someone would get him if he was a great player? <clears throat> no, because they, the the contract the, the contract is tough for a lot of teams because he doesn't do everything you need him to do. At the end of the day, maybe forty two million dollars is the wrong price for a guy like that. If he was making Jalen Brown money right now, the offers would be everywhere. I think the money is a big issue right now. He's making forty two million issue. or whatever it is. And That's I think a huge. Issue. Issue, yeah. Yeah. issue i think maybe you know obviously a little bit attitude might be an issue i think that's kind of leaking out now that you know it's kind of been the story around him is that maybe he's not the most intense player he doesn't maybe try the hardest out on the court or off the court maybe he's not super passionate about basketball the way some other guys are i mean all those things have been out there since he was in lsu and he couldn't hit free throws and we, everyone was questioning those that stuff so there's a lot of stuff that goes into it but i think when you go back to when that playoff series ended the things that were being said about Ben Simmons, I think that's, that's kind of where me and John were like, whoa, wait a second. Like, this guy had a bad series, but let's not forget, you know, he was considered, you know, a top five defender in the NBA. Like, he does do other He's things He's the best well. defender in the NBA. Right. Sure. I was just tossing him in the Sure. I'm five, just but, saying. Yeah. yeah. He's all, 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 you know, all NBA. He wasn't in that defense. series, though. Sure. And that's, but everyone's thinking micro and like, that's just what we do sometimes. And I think what we were saying was, wait a second, you know, like, he still valuable in, in many other ways. Now, obviously the contract's one thing and I think opposing teams are just trying to are just trying to chop the Sixers down a little bit and what they can yeah. get because they because they know that they're because they've lost their leverage. Wall. Yeah, they yeah. have no leverage. So they, there's a lot at play. They've tipped their hand, obviously, that they tried to get rid of him both in the hard negotiations and by bashing him on the way out the door uh, or at the end of the playoff series. And they, they've upset him to the point that he's flat out said, I'm not playing for no matter what. So now they have to trade him. You're, you're, in, a, you're, you're in a terrible position if you're the Sixers. So all of the stuff they did by not coddling him and making him unhappy and making him tell the world he doesn't want to go back is what killed them. Not his play. What killed their negotiating, uh, you know, their ability to negotiate now is that they alienated him and 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 created a situation well, where he didn't want to be there thing. anymore. Do, do they have to trade him? Because it's going to get interesting once you get to games here. He'll take, I think, the fines for training camp, like, amount to a million three or something under the CBA. It's nothing compared to his salary. Once he starts missing game checks is when it's going to get interesting because I think Maury is really dug in on this. And you gave him credit for this, John, like setting the bar so high with the trade value. That's the only way you could salvage this situation. Um, and now that they're still seemingly at rock bottom in terms of his value, do you lose a ton by like really taking this to the NBA regular season and, if, you know, taking these game checks away from him and like making this really ugly if you're Philly? Because you're going to lose no matter what right now i think that's where this is gonna go they're not gonna trade him for malik beasley well no they're not gonna do no that, but it's not, gonna that, be, not that low no it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very toxic and ugly if he ends up having to rejoin the team just so he doesn't miss his game checks there's not gonna be the cohesiveness there's not gonna be you know the team unity it's well, gonna be like worry. very yeah. awkward because they have stakes this the fans are gonna boot the fans are gonna be on his ass the second he Oh, this doesn't take a shot. So you know what I mean? So like, I think, I think that that's, and that's what me and John are saying. It's like, there's really no other option but to trade him. So at some point, yeah, they might have to take a little bit less than what they would be able to. But I, I mean, yeah, Malik Beasley level. I mean, less. no offense to Malik Beasley's taking some ricochet shots here, but no offense. I, that's not going to be the level. Of, no, uh, like McCollum, I think is the floor. You know, I don't think the Blazers are going to trade McCollum. I'm just saying, I think a player like that is the floor. Yeah. I, I think all of these, 
every offer you're seeing theoretically out there is kind of like not reach John Wall, <laughs> right? Not not the guys I really like. Like you're talking about, like even in Sacramento, it's like not only is it not, um, you know, uh, but Jesus like Fox, this. and not and, and and it's not Halliburton. You're going down to friggin' Buddy Heald and uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know, it's past Halliburton. Bagley. So like Bagley, yeah. Well, well, the and you're like, up. you're gonna take Bagley and Heald? Like they're they're in the we could live without. It's these a salary guys. dump. You yeah. take our bad money, we're gonna take your and Simmons. At this point, it sounds crazy to say, but I think this is the position Philly's in. He's a bad contract. They're gonna have to but dump him. Houston gonna doesn't want to trade picks. picks for him. Yeah, you think they're Philly gonna have to add might, picks, right? Philly might have to add picks to get something back for him right. because yeah. his value is just that low relative to the contract. So like every offer you're seeing now will. is kind of like that third to. level guy, like Brogdon from Indy, you know, like everything is like, right. you know, but don't you guys see why I lost my mind when we were talking Jalen Brown? I mean, we're, we're talking about John wall, Malik Beasley, CJ McCollum's a great player and they're not going to trade him for him but like we're getting low here it's once again be- so we're not- talking about skill we're I think we're comparing skill players and if you look at what they what each player does well if you look at where they are in the rankings right now these all these rankings yeah. are coming out they're very comparable. Sorry. Again, that's what I mean is like, I know fans like, like to yell and scream and like, oh my God, I would know he's right. so much better than this guy. Panels of experts around the league, you know, uh, you know, personnel people who are polled, GM people over and over and over again. Every time you're talking about where does Ben Simmons rate as a player, it's usually higher than Jalen Brown up until this year. So it's not, I'm saying it wasn't insane. I would never trade them. I don't like Simmons. I like Jalen's game much better. Jalen's contract is incredible. Ne- I would never fire the Celtics again. It was just simple pushback against. Oh God, I wouldn't even trade him for smart talk, which was like, come which on, guys. What Bobby like, said, by the way. Yeah, like I we've got to recognize it. that he still does a lot of things in an elite level. I just don't like him. Um, but you know, like, thing about the expert. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't like that he can't shoot. I don't like that he refuses to get better. I don't like a million things about him. But like, but when he does well, league, he does really well. But he's yes, he has a, he has elite trades. Yeah, and that was true in the past, trades. Jimmy. And I think what makes it so difficult to trade for him now is we saw him hit rock bottom, thirty four percent from the line, unable to defend on the perimeter against a young on switches and stuff like that, uh, not taking shots in the fourth. Like these, what amounted to one of the worst playoff series we've ever seen from a star. You look at that and you ask, can he bounce back from that at all? Or is that like going to be the, the end problem- of the year? The problem that he has yet to, at any point in time, address the only thing that's holding him back as a player is the thing that kind of, you know, makes you doubt if it'll ever happen. However, with Rondo, it did happen eventually. But that's Um, Rondo. How much did Rondo make in his prime? I'm saying Rondo was the most frustrating player because he could do everything so well, and it was literally a choice with him, whether I'm going to try tonight to either do everything or play defense, whether I feel like passing to this guy or not, or if I feel like even spending 10 seconds working on my jump shot in the off season, all of these things were like, it was there if he wanted it. And with Simmons for a person to be as athletic as he is to not be able to get a passable jumper and to just swallow his ego, ego and accept, I'm going to be a below average shooter because that's the best I can be, but at least I'll shoot some, you know, I don't know what it is. The fact that he just refuses if it's, if it's ego, shame, whatever, but like, just be 
be as good as Marcus Smart, who's a 38% free throw shooter in his life and a 33% three-point shooter. That's these are awful numbers, but he's got he shoots and he's not yeah. afraid to shoot. And it's useful to have somebody out there who's willing to shoot. I mean, that's and that you're comes not later at, in your career, too. And I guess I feel like Simmons should be at that point where he kind of goes into a little bit of <laughs> he's a little later at this point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he's not like first, second year guy. And in Rondo, I'm, I remember Rondo said it in, in that um all the smoke podcast last year. I listened to it. He's like, Yeah, at some point I just said, like, wait, this dude's shooting? I'm gonna get mine. Like, I'm gonna start shooting. And then he just starts shooting more. And the more he shot, you know, the more the less times you were like, Don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. So who knows with Ben Simmons? I mean, he might start shooting and everyone might be like, All right, all right, we get it. You suck at shooting. Stop shooting. Maybe you won't harp on him as much as shoot. Maybe you can get it get into some of the stuff that he does well again. And he won't have to hear about, oh, he won't shoot. He won't shoot anymore. I think the key is going to be for him to go to a situation where there's just no expectation, no eyeballs on him, no attention really, and for him to just play. You know, they don't worry about playoff games, winning a championship. Those you kind keep of saying that, but yeah. like, like that's I said, so is, wild. I, that to me is this. If that's what he wants, then okay, I guess. That's the most out of nowhere take because no team that doesn't, that isn't trying to contend but what if right now. Yeah, I don't think that's happening either. I think that's two clutch clients who have big salaries that both teams are trying to get rid of that get paired together because it makes sense in some universe, but not on a in a basketball Imagine sense. The Rockets for, like for used, either team. Yeah, used to be like that the hottest the... offense. They were like they'd score like 130 a game, and now now they're centered around. How Benzies. funny would like that the fans be? Would just go and nuts. I hate that. I hate that trade idea. Right, the shoot always to shoot never <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not only that, but. They couldn't get Simmons. No shot is a bad shot. Uh, they they couldn't get Simmons trading James Harden away, but then on their salary dump, John Wall, they end up getting him back. It'd oh be my so crazy, God! But um, yeah, no, that's the, not the, the, the 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 go hide in Orlando thing makes sense because no team that's rebuilding is going to pay the forty million for this guy. So he's well, never going Sacramento too. He's not going somewhere obscure. Sacramento would do it because they think this is my best chance at a star, and I'm gonna. I think it'll make me better, so I'll give up some assets and some picks. Yeah, but I pair, would count that to, as an obscure place to pair with my young stars. Fine, that might be the only place because they actually have a couple people. In Toronto, I count yeah. Toronto as that too, as much as I love them. Great developmental spot. That's where I'm rooting that he'll go, frankly. Um, cause I think that would rejuvenate them. It addressed the Siakam thing. I just don't know if Philly would be all that interested in Siakam given where his value is at. Cause this thing for Philly is probably going to turn into a bit of a, all right, let's get the best assets we can for Simmons that we can actually flip in the things we need now. Cause it's just so clear that they're not going to get what they need to contend right now in this trade outright, because it's just so limited. And this is, like, I don't, it is a money thing. I think money's at the top of the list. But right there with it to me is the fact that these teams look at it. All right, we got to bench him in crunch time, maybe. He's not going to shoot. We not can't true. pair him with the center. There's, 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 people the playoffs. All, there's people on the floor at all times that you, that, 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 uh, that, aren't great free throw shooters that you don't bench. Like I said, Simmons numbers teams, he'd be one of multiple. And I hear like, I'm all saying these Simmons numbers are the same across the board that they've always been. He didn't all of a sudden become a guy that you have to bench in crunch time. Him not being a great free throw shooter is a problem for sure, but he's about 60%. Like I said, for his career, and that's where he was last year. He just had an abysmal playoffs. It's, not ideal and yes he should get that number up to 70 
I don't think that's beyond the realm of possibility. I also don't understand if you're if you can shoot a free throw, how you can't shoot a jumper. But anyway, it just makes no sense to me. Like if he was shooting free throws underhanded, I'd be like, okay, I get why he doesn't take jumpers. But like you're doing it. I just don't think there's this big mystery with him because like, I, I hear all these different podcasts laboring about finding the perfect location for him and, oh, someone could maximize him. And this, like, there's 30 teams in this league. If someone was in love with him right now, they'd be offering the world to get him. And well, it, it depends. doesn't seem like there's a single one. It depends what you view him as. If you view him as kind of like a four, you know, and reinvent it and you've got a point guard and you have other things and you have spacing and shooting, you know, does but he isn't this what you there? said about smart? You're like, oh, you can't go in on a guy because he does a little bit of everything and he really hasn't had to do one thing in his career. It's the same thing. No, it's Except- not. Because like I said, is Ben Simmons is legitimately elite at multiple things, you know? And so he has that. He has elite athleticism, speed, transition, defense, uh, and, and ball, ball handling, playmaking. He does things at a, an extremely high level on a lot of things. Having him on the court for the most part is beneficial to your team. He does positive things all over the court okay at a very high level he just can't freaking shoot that's it that's that and so <laughs> it's, it's a, a bad just... thing it's a shooter's <laughs> league it's a big thing well, that's the one the big... thing that's kind of important. and it's not that he can't shoot it's he won't shoot like i said if he was marcus smart can't shoot but he shoots ben simmons won't what shoot. other sports, that's his problem what other sports maybe ben simmons is better at a different sport i mean if he can't shoot that's well, the real KOC every thing. Other thing with he's the wrong good hand, at. right? Yeah. Every other thing he's good at, you can probably apply to like, I don't know, soccer, football. <laughs> I mean, you don't have yeah. to shoot anything in football. Or you could uh do uh, every like betting site's putting the Shanghai Sharks on there as if he's gonna end up uh end up over there. But anyway, this guy's baffling. The big question is for you two. The Celtics have been mentioned, interested maybe. It doesn't make sense. There's no way you take on that salary. You're not moving Jalen or Jason for him. There's nothing else you can move unless you cleared every other player out. And even then, I just don't see that. You know, like it makes no sense. Uh, it makes no sense on any level for the Celtics. No Jalen, Jimmy? No. Never. I, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't think he would. I mean, I know like months ago I was kind of playing devil's advocate more than anything else. That's all we did. Yeah. If it came down to it, I'm not doing it. I do think, I mean, listen, Simmons is probably the best player available in the league right now so i think it's in every nba's team's interest to at least kick the tires and see what what they're looking for what's yeah, possible that is and john for the for the sake of a couple people in the chat here can can the two of you dispel the notion that i was advocating a simmons for jalen trade we were just simply playing devil's advocate here we're, against we're, we're, it was hard like, to tell I, at what the we time. were doing what we were really doing was bashing we were kind of bashing, bashing the U- fans and yes. basketball fans who were like this is the most ridiculous, lopsided, stupid idea that I've ever heard of well, in my Tommy life. Well, Tommy never happened. It was one tweet we were talking about, and that was and he Tom Curran tweeted it once, got his ass kicked, and all we right. were making fun of is the people who piled on Tom Curran, right. whose brains couldn't it's handle not the, that yeah, crazy, yeah. whose brains couldn't handle the conversation. <laughs> right, right. Let's just have the conversation. The about way we laid we it do. out is in a in a in a less insane world. You know, with everybody with their green footy pajamas, <laughs> yeah. a, a conversation could be had here. 
And like, you can say rationally why you don't like the move instead of, are you crazy? You know, like, right. and people lost their minds over it. And that's all know? it was. And apparently some people starting over that, which is fine. But They're not you know, over it. But that's, if it comes down to it, it, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to make that trade. But I'm also not hanging up the phone if the Sixers call offering, you know, letting us know that Ben Simmons is available via trade. Yeah. I'm You'd be like, see huh. what, what, okay, like if there's some sort of way to make this possible without giving up, you know, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown and whatever, we'll see, we'll see what they can figure out here. There would be a parade. I think it's highly unlikely. I'm sure there's a, I mean, there's yeah. another team that's out of the division or the conference that, you know, they might ship them to. And that's going to be that. And maybe it's one of your seller dweller teams, Bobby, that it will just fade off into. Well, here's uh, the big thing about this. And I don't know, I don't know if we've said this specifically, but this is why, like, you should be thrilled as a Celtics fan is because he kind of did develop into the ultimate Tatum stopper per se. Like, I don't think any Tatum's game is not made for Simmons. J- Jalen gives him way more problems. We saw what happened this year. No, no, um, no. I'm saying Simmons gave Tatum major troubles on defense. That's what I mean. But yeah, he, but Jalen, a... but Jalen tuned him up. Yeah, that was Jalen, one of Jalen's best games, that 40 something point game where Simmons could not stay with him at all. You know, they're working uh, out together recently to uh, Simmons and Tatum. I mean, sorry, Simmons and Brown were working out together. Somebody uh, sent me an Instagram best buddies like, video of them working out. Oh, in, uh, that's in, all we need is a California signing. Where was Jalen's best friend, Jason? I didn't see him in this in the clip. He was probably taking <laughs> He's at the, the video. golf tournament. He was probably taking the video, but he wasn't there. Um, but Tatum and Simmons were, were working out together. Tatum and Beal were golfing over the weekend. Uh, for anybody um, who's still following, are they there. friends? Yeah, they're friends. And again, yeah. how insane that the, how insane the Sixers thing got was that people were like, I wouldn't even trade him. Like I said, when the conversation became, I wouldn't even trade him for Smart. We we're like, all right, guys, come on. Bobby it's still everyone. feels that way. Just, I don't know. Bobby still feels that way. You get some of those things for seventeen million versus pushing forty the way it is there. Like I, I said, the money the money things. is the killer. I'm only talking about the player. Yeah, um sure. and the player and on a different contract is a is someone who can help you in a lot of different ways. Forty two well, million key difference is that willingness to shoot. And that's what's insane. made smart who he is, and that's what made Simmons. Smart's made a couple of conference finals. Simmons hasn't made one. Okay. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, you know Greg Kite made it Smack to the finals a couple times too. <laughs> Come on, okay? you know we're not talking about you know it's it's you could be the fifth or sixth most important right. player on a team and make it somewhere, and you didn't make it to the finals. Your team did. So yeah, come, come on. on. Um, they also let's lost. let's move on. We will get to a couple different things here, but among the things we're talking about, it was a lot of Simmons talk. It was a lot of Simmons talk. It's interesting. Just no, it is. It's it's. It's a it baffling an situation it, it? and it's a rival. Um, and it is you if you Couldn't like shot to a better if team. You, if you like Schadenfreude and you're a Celtics fan, which most people here are, uh, you get yeah, you get. To, and if you if you hate Philly fan, uh, Sixers fans, like everyone does, then yeah, you like you like rubbing it in their face a little. The process. They have, process, a, they have the a horrible process. situation. They have a horrible situation. I, it's I bad, was watching, but they still have Joel Embiid, who's. On this list should yeah. be what three, four, five. So. I saw one tweet that said the process resulted in Seth Curry being your second best player. Congratulations. Oh, Seth Curry was so good. <laughs> he was. Yeah, it was totally worth it. <laughs> but if you throw yeah. Simmons onto the pile of other busts they've had with all of the picks, it is shocking. Three how... GMs, one of them out because of Twitter nonsense. Like it's just been a joke. That whole run there. Oh, my Our Lord. Our guy Fultz. The coaching situation. But between from Fultz to, to Okafor, you know, you have missed. New Orleans on- Noel. 
uh, Noel, Noel on some massive swings and misses. Massive. It's actually That's hard. Difficult. It's Tyre harder. Smith to, it's harder to screw it up than them. it would have been to, to to get it right. You know. Yeah. Seriously. I bet it you guys was. don't even remember Zaire Smith. Of course, of course. One of their guys, like we were talking about got that. On the court for him, yeah, for them, yeah. Um, so Man. let's move on. We have lists. We like lists. We're going to talk about lists. And again, it's not so much the rankings that we find interesting, just in terms of um, the conversation is interesting because where they put smart. That's. <laughs> Well, no, there's multiple things that are interesting about these rankings. Both SI and ESPN did it, and it's good fodder, and it gives us stuff to talk about. But really, it comes down to this. Um, It's it's impossible to rank Jason Tatum much higher than this. Um, You you can spit out 10 names without even blinking that are clearly the upper echelon players that you're hoping Tatum would get to. I actually think the the gap between 10 and 15 is actually really fairly wide. Um, Those... That those 10 stars are like, oh man, I wish. And that's what you want Tatum Super to get stars. to. And that's what you want Tatum to get to. And you're waiting for that year. We thought, we said at the beginning of last year when Tatum was ranked 11th on the ESPN list, right on the cusp of that top 10, like, whoa. He we asked get- the question would he be in the top 10 and fall? Can, can he get there? We don't have the ESPN number. We have an SI uh, 13. I find it hard to believe that Tatum could crack the top 10. He didn't make all NBA. Nope, he won't, and I, I'm pretty sure I he predicted that he wouldn't, but I didn't but say it was yeah. like, oh, he's going to be awful. It just means like it's not easy to be a top 10 player like at that point in your career. Top 15, yeah. But I, the Celtics, like I said it would depend on how much they win, and yeah. they didn't win nearly as much as they needed to win. And they get dinged for that, even yeah. if he, even if you thought he was slightly better. At the end of the year, at the end of the day, I can't say last year's Jason Tatum was 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 markedly different than the year before um overall he might have made some slight improvements but he needs to take another step to get into that elite conversation or else they're not going anywhere they're not they'll never be a championship caliber team the the whole point of talking about these things is it goes as far as brown and tatum take it and everybody likes tatum and brown but as the 15th and the 25th best players in the league is your top two pair without much support behind it. That team's never getting to the finals. These guys have to be seven and 12, you know, seven well, and 15 gets- to be a, to be a duo that carries you on their own. They have to be that good right. um, to be able to carry you. So you need another, as good as they are, you need another level from them um, to, to take another leap. So maybe this is the year. Well, the thing that gets frustrating about the all NBA thing is like the whole positions that still ended up playing. Like you'd rather have Tatum than Gobert, right? Yes. You'd yes. Probably rather. Well, we have already Tatum. know John's answer to that. Yeah. You'd rather I have him than Ky- You'd rather have him than Kyrie, I think. Yeah. What's your point? So I'm saying, like, that's where what got tricky there with the All NBA is, is Kyrie. Oh, 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 okay, gotcha. I, I, I do think Tatum positions firmly going to be top 15 going forward um, for the foreseeable future just off his importance in terms of the position he plays and his two-way abilities here. It's just when you look at the – and I know we don't have the top 10 in front of us, but we know who's on it. Like your Jokic's, your LeBron's, your Giannis's, all these different guys, KD, they handle the ball at such a high level. They create at the highest level. And that's still like he's waiting at the door. He's trying to get into this top 10. He's He was sitting there last year. He was sitting there again this year, even though I did think at the end he made major strides, but he didn't make it in that one area that the team really needed him to for them to be productive as a unit. And 
I do actually think this is probably a thinning spot for him. Like, it's hard to argue for him over even, like, a Jimmy Butler still because um, Butler just has that innate ability to make everybody around him better, and that's still what carries him at the highest level on this list is the facilitating. And Tatum, like, it's so tricky this year because is he even going to have less of an opportunity to do that this year? I know that Ime wants to put the ball in his hands more, but they also have more point guards and more guys that can do it around him. Like, I don't know if Tatum's ever going to get to that level where he's getting seven, eight, nine assists a game, like a LeBron, like a KD. Like I don't think he needs to. The top of the list. I don't think he needs to. You don't to, think Bobby. that's what he needs to get into the top 10? No, no. I think Tatum needs to be uh, just 10% better at all the things he already does really well. He just has really? to. Yeah, I just think he, he can has do that next year. That's all I think. I think Tatum has 10% to 10% is not. A little number when you're, it's when you're not. doing what he's already doing. That's what I mean. Is like his he's got to be at he's got to be at thirty a game. He has to have he can't have those nights where he just doesn't take where he disappears where he doesn't take a shot right. for it's for a periods of time where he said where he's just settling for the easy way out. He has to be a bulldog. Give me the ball and get the f out of my way, scorer consistently there's just there's too many games where he just looks like he shrinks to the moment or just lets other stuff happen and passively he's just got to be just he's got to be unstoppable that everyone's saying he gets a little more muscle he refines a couple things he did he, he he gets to the line a little bit more and he's just a problem he has to he has to be right. a god uh, we got to play this guy and we know he's going to light us up for th for 35 every time you play him you know and then he's and he's, he's actually close I think he's coming into the year with a little chip on his shoulder, too. I, I feel do, like too. He, he thinks he's a little disrespected on a national scale. I mean, even down to his, you know, 2K, 2K score, I think, or his rank, his rating in 2K. Like, I think <laughs> Andy's got to be a better defender. There's little things that you hear that, you know, he's kind of feels like he's been on the, on the short end. So I think he's going to come in with something to prove. I hope that that me translates to wins because at the end of the day, that's really what people want. And um, I would expect, yeah, I would expect a def like a, a definitely a better year and a more consistent year out of Tatum. And the other thing that we hadn't mentioned, and we usually at some point do, is like you know the COVID season kind of screwed with him a little bit. It definitely took him out of his rhythm, and he had a little bit of a longer recovery than some people did. And um, you know, hopefully, that's a thing yeah. in the past, and that doesn't come back, right. you know, for him. But he I do think the player uh, there's a. There's a good comment here I just wanted to mention. Um, I do think – I agree with this wholeheartedly. I think the playmaking stuff is vastly overrated. Like, when every time we watch Durant play, we're like, that's what I want. And it doesn't know, mean – but we've talked about how he's not Durant. I'm saying it's hard to be Durant because nobody's Durant. He's arguably yeah. a top three all-time NBA player. Um, so, so number that's, three. That's ridiculously hard to compare yourself to he, it, yeah, the, the can't best be scorer because, ever. Yeah. You know, But what you want – that you want the way Durant takes over games by just being like just unstoppable. Uh, I mean, that's what you want from do Tatum. That. You want, do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you can do at, at that level, but you want that's the type of player you want him to be. Yeah. It's impossible to be at that level because there's only one Kevin Durant. But Durant is not great because he's improved because he has more assists one year or he improved this. That's what makes him great. He's an absolute force. He's six. 10 he can't be stopped tatum has yeah, I, a lot of the stuff you know there to to be i don't know i want to say similar but as in that mold in that mold 
of a player. Yeah, there's there's parallels. It's not exact just because of the height difference there and the length difference. Yeah. Um, there's certain things Durant's going to be able to do, such as shooting over pretty much everybody, um, playing the five a lot. I don't think Tatum plays the five at all. So those are the key differences just in terms of what Durant can do across the board compared to Tatum, who I think at just a little bit shorter, um, you know, a little yep. is going to have to really be a lockdown guy on the wing, which Durant isn't anymore. You know, Durant's going to side over the five, defend the rim a little bit. Yep. He was not the same defender last year. Um, yep. But Tatum's going to have to do those things because he's not seven feet and he's not going to be able to play inside like a Durant and shoot over guys to that degree. It's- different but he still can he's got a wingspan and he is t- you know see you know he's a six eight and he's extremely long and you know it, it's again nobody is seven sure. foot shooter like durant you know with that kind of athleticism and ability to get a shot off i uh, did want to mention here yeah, uh, our sponsor again bobby you got it you wearing it today not today it's in the wash oh my god mine's actually you- listen i was hoping that bob's would be on because mine's in the wash too the best news i, about this I is- wore it all week i was on syracuse it was raining it was the best news about snows. this is you don't have to wash it because I haven't washed mine yet. Well, you um, don't work out in yours. We work out. You're not in out and about like us. You're in lockdown still. <laughs> I put it on for these shows. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, but I wear it. I've been wearing it. I've no, it, it it's a good car. lounge shirt too, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Legends brand apparel. Legends. Go to legends.com. Use the code GARDEN20. Save 20% on your first order. This runs through the first week of October, so get after it. Athlete owned Oh, it's apparel. coming up. It's coming up. Athlete-owned apparel brand. Um, and uh, comfy, active wear. You work out in it. You wear it around casually. You do whatever you want. Um, definitely worth sleeping up it. some stuff here. We got, we got the workout shirts. We got the shorts with the liners. Very cool. Um, yep. And uh, I was wearing the shorts earlier. Yep. Now I'm not wearing any, I'm not wearing any shorts right now, so. Yep. Uh, so uh, please help us out. Support our... Uh, um support our sponsors head out there um check it out again legends.com code garden 20 only shows guys no free shows here okay this is real we need you guys to buy this shit yeah only with that code (laughs) only with that code garden 20 do you get the discount so you gotta enter it please do Um, if you don't know i always keep my eye on the weather i want to see the the rain this weekend the lows of 50s next week Never mind that deadline for the code. You're going to need it with this bad weather coming in. So go gonna get need that. it. Go I'm, get following, it. I'm following back some Celtics fans on Twitter who, who screenshot me the a receipt uh, with the Garden 20. Uh, oh, everybody. But nobody yeah. cares if I follow them. But maybe you, Jimmy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a celebrity like yourself. Jimmy's yeah. got the yeah. check mark, right? Cool guy like me, right? Yeah. yeah. You can talk Jimmy's to me on Twitter. I, Joe Sway just got his check mark. He's very, Ooh. very happy. Did he? Is that why? Is that why he bombed at Hawaii? Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> now we figured it out. Got my check mark, and I am gone. The check mark used to be cool. He's late. He's late to the game. It's not even cool anymore. It's not even cool. Now there's now there's something like secret I'll sell behind it. the scenes. I'll sell yeah. my check mark to somebody interested. Send me an offer. Um, so, uh, moving off of Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, uh, inched up the list a little bit. Um, he's 27 on both ESPN and, uh, SI, uh, top 100 list, which, um, at first reaction, Bobby was like, wait a second, that's low. I think it's about right. I think you can argue a few spots in either direction, but this is kind of the tier. I think that Jalen Brown still resides in, which is a a great tier. It's all-star level. 
Um, he obviously didn't really get all NBA votes. Um, so again, there's a lot of people that you're kind of swimming uh, with in these waters. And this is kind of where he is. And again, each year he's gotten better. Year after year, he kind of keeps climbing up this list a little bit farther. I think he was in the 30s last year. Um, how far can he go? On the SI, yeah. We've talked about this before. What is What is his ceiling? Top what player? I would say top 20. I mean, yeah, like I think he 20. can push. I, I think, think he, he can, can push the... pretty close to that all NBA list. Again, I've said it. He's not that far behind Tatum. I mean, Tatum does have that edge on him. He's got that elite, elite scoring ability that pushes him close to that top 10 range. There's a difference, though. In terms of all around game, and certainly Brown's defense passed. It really went bad last year in that regard, but. If he can become a lockdown defender a la Kawhi, the way we imagined his ceiling being back then, that definitely gets him closer to that top 15 range back then. Again, I think he can pass Jimmy Butler in the next year easily. If Towns never becomes a defender, I could see Brown becoming a much more valuable player than Towns. So I don't think, like, we'll never see him in that range of, like, all right, is he one of the best players of franchise cornerstone, like those top 10, top 12 13 14 can be but we see guys on this all nba list who i don't think are championship centerpieces is jimmy butler gonna be a centerpiece on a championship team like he's really really good but i don't know if he gets you quite there uh same goes for rudy gobert brown i think in time can become a little closer to that i I hesitate to say that he'll be like the number one on a team that's contending for a championship but exactly that's why we put him in the 20th range this is a pretty yeah. good comment on Tatum here by Francisco. This is kind of like in the eye test thing. Why I, I, I struggle to put Tatum any higher than he is or why to value him more than we do is there's too many games where he's, like I said, almost exactly. disappears. You know, first, How mean, many first halves does he put up like a goose yeah. egg? And so, like, at the end of the day, the numbers will look good. But overall, you wonder, how, like, how much of an impact he had on – he doesn't – he needs to have a, a, an impact uh, – like – a high level impact on more games. There's too many where he disappears for entire halves or this or that, or just has how many, how many times did he have a shooting game so bad? We were like, wow, is this the worst game he's played? There was like five of those last year. There's just too many of those. You just want to see fewer. You just got, you want to see the, if, even if the lows weren't as low, the overall would be so much better. I think that that's a huge thing for him is he has to avoid those games where it's like, did he, yeah. he was awful tonight, you know? And I know every yeah, star I, has this from time to time, but he's had, he had a ton last year where we, we started the shows where like Tatum was awful. I think we've been pretty been? much like we've called, we've called that out many, many times on this show. We, we, we I have, think that, yeah. that was our biggest gripe was the, was the inconsistencies, the slow starts, like the fact that, you're not good. The Celtics are not good enough to go two quarters without Jason, without Jason Tatum contributing in some capacity. They weren't. A, they weren't. Yeah. And then they would make that late four, third, fourth quarter charge and then come up short. Right. So they would lose respectively in the in the final score. But in reality, they were out of the game midway through the you know early on in the second quarter. Let's say. So that was the biggest problem that anyone watching this show, and I would imagine most Celtics fans who watch the team, that is their biggest problem with Jason yeah. Tatum. I would say on a national scale. People might not be as keen to that, but certainly if you follow the Celtics last season, that is that has to be your biggest gripe. I like this comment too. We talked about it a bit. Um, I think a show ago, maybe two shows ago, that 
you know, we're talking about mid-ranges. I think mid-range is making a comeback. I do think analytics took – I'm not boomer sitting here saying analytics are bad. It makes perfect sense why threes are good and shots at the rim are good. But you are clipping people's wings a little bit in terms of letting letting things flow naturally. Tatum's gotten stuck in between the – well, they tell me they want me to shoot more threes thing. And I think part of that reason is why he disappears from time to time. It's like, can I just go to work, you know, and whatever happens, happens. And, you yeah, know, like but we've lost our mind at too many mid rangers too with him. We have. And again, especially. it's, it's a matter of being overly reliant. A lot of times I think his, his his goal is to set a guy up for a step back, whereas his goal should be, if I can beat this guy off the dribble, I'm taking it. But if he's giving me space, I'm pulling up, you know, and okay. and just do the dance, you know, like you're supposed to feel out the defender. Not Tatum in his early years as a scorer, I think, had too many predetermined moves. He knew exactly what he was going to do and was doing it regardless of how the defense was playing him. And it resulted in some ugly contested shots. I think sometimes he kind of goes back to that, which is like, this is all me setting up for the step back. That's all I'm doing here. And I've decided it now. Um, I just think he's just got to kind of feel the moment when he's got it, when he's, you know, take it down, you know, get it going downhill. If he, if he needs to, he's got to be able to shoot that mid range. It's a huge part of his game. I do think when you're saying it's either here or there, you are, eliminating creativity and the ability for them to to kind of access their 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 greatest talents look what brown did from mid-level last year he's a freaking assassin yeah early on and then it came crashing it did it did that's the problem with that shot is like the the ceiling of it is like chris paul and devin booker and what they did out there too the best at it you get to you know forty eight percent is, like but you need thing. it. You need it when everything shuts down and in the playoffs when things ramp up. It's hard to get buckets, and you need it in the hands of your best players, and they have to go to work. And a lot of time, the best shot anybody on the floor is going to get is that contested mid range jumper, and those are the guys who are going to do it. So yes, when people well, are playing- for Tatum, and and what I was going to get at a few minutes ago is like, how do you counteract? All right, yes, you did have all these games earlier in the year where he would disappear for half and things. How do you balance that against the historic things we saw him do later in the year, especially in the playoffs when it really counted? Yeah. What he did during those stretches is just barrel to the rim. Yes, he and I love strong. it. He got yeah. he started barreling through people and getting to the free throw line 10 times a game. Mm. Uh, body control around the rim improved enormously. But that takes, that takes work. That's the thing mm-hmm. is like it's my, you see stars later in their – what we were saying about Tatum is he – you don't want to have the affect of an older veteran player this early in your career. You get the hard buckets now. You start taking it to the basket. You play through contact. You get the t- you get to the line and you play tough. And you see people when they get older, they're like, I just can I just shoot, you know, from out here. You don't right. want him falling in love with that as a 22, 23 year old. You need him to get a little nasty. I'm glad he got a little bigger, you know, and we'll see him in person on Monday at Media Day. But you he needs that. He's got it. You're right, Bobby. Like when he goes, huge difference. And he needed the support too. I think we look at the uh, width of this team, the depth rather, and and say that like you're going to have more and more. And Zach Lowe was saying this on his podcast last week. You just have more players across the board on the Celtics this year who are NBA players. And I do think helping the, the load Tatum was carrying last year was a huge problem and him especially regressing on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, so – yeah, I'm not as concerned about the mid-range. And frankly, like even the creation, I think he's gotten to a good enough <clears throat> level where he just needs to get back to being 
one of the best defenders in the league, which is what he was two years ago during that playoff run in 2020. He was phenomenal on the defensive end, borderline all NBA guy, or all defense guy, I thought. Uh, so I think defense really. I think defense like is more important than playmaking for, for, yeah. for, Tatum, and, for Tatum and Brown. So I'm that's gonna... what I'm looking for from him this year is to get back to that lockdown defense that he showed. One up, quick dude? thing, one quick thing, and then I'm, I'm done with this. Uh, I was just say like, I understand the like like you guys like three point shots at the rim all that stuff. I think that's more for like the less talented players in the league. Like I feel like you're if you're a top 10, 15, 20 player, you should have free reign to just get your shot wherever it is in the court with the go idea. Go do basketball. It's gonna yeah. go in. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, if Tatum's <laughs> taking a mid range or if anyone in in this you know. Whoever name name a star, Giannis, whoever is taking a step back jumper, if it's and it's a fifteen footer. I'm not saying. I know, oh, but remember how oh, he played it's a low in percentage shot, you you dummy. Like I mean, if these guys are the best players in the world, let them shoot wherever the hell they feel comfortable shooting. If they if yeah. it's open, it's open. If they can get open at that spot, I'd rather them take that than Tatum with when you yeah. everyone in the world knows he's gonna he's dribbling the ball and gonna take a three pointer. It's a guy right in his face and then he misses it. Yeah. So I'd rather you, you work for your shot elsewhere. You just don't want to be over reliant on one thing versus the other. Um, well, that goes for anything. Any, but you're time. right. It's a good point you make, Jimmy. Like it is right. You don't want semi ojale like exactly. Shoot, I was gonna shooting contested exactly pull ups. Right. <laughs> Go stand in the corner, shoot your thirty seven percent, and 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 right. be thankful and that's for why the you're opportunity. on the court and play defense. He that's is. a three and D guy. Or not like yeah. Jason Tatum is not a three and D guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they should be able to. They, here you go. Here are the keys. To the entire I'm court. talking about the Bucks X Factor next year. I know, I, I am. Who else did they say? They signed another. Oh, Waters. Tremont Waters, yeah. Yeah, and a couple of X Factors now. <laughs> Speaking of three, more ways than one. Three and uh, Do we want to talk no about D. Smart's ranking on this list? Why? Yes, I do. <laughs> so, so glad that you asked. <laughs> so then, the last guy, and always the most polarizing. All right, first I want to say two go. things. Who's ready nope. for twenty-five minutes? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it. So these are the only three guys on the on the. On so the, what I will say is this. No, Rob Williams. Rob was a snub. Rob oh, snubbed geez. both lists. Right, 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 right. Listed, listed as like the first man out on the yeah. SI list. What I will say is this lacks foresight. Both of these lists are projections into the type, the top one hundred players for the season because a rookie Correct. made the ESPN list. So. For everyone to be so dumb and not recognize Robert Williams' greatness. I mean, Jesus, the last thing you saw from him was blocking 70 shots against the Nets, single on one leg. Like you yeah. can't you can't project forward a little. And again, this all has to revolve around health. This has to revolve around health. It has to revolve around health because it doesn't make any sense that you would not consider Rob Williams. A person about to take a leap. Turn. Yeah, you'd yeah. like to cut some guys who are definitively on the downturn, your Porzingis's and such. Uh, yeah, Rob probably should. Porzingis keeps it. making it way too high. Give me a yeah. break. You know who didn't make the list last year? Um, Julius Randle. And so, he's like 40 now. Yeah. yeah, so you can make those types of leaps. So just because Robert Williams was shunned by the national media doesn't mean that, you know, they're in for – they're in for a little bit of an awakening. This is the last year no of Rob intended. Williams' existence on this on planet Earth that he doesn't Ivica, make one of these lists. Ivica right. Zubak, I think, was on both lists. The Clippers okay. center there. That's, so yeah, that's just crazy. This yeah. is the last year that Rob inhabits planet Earth that he's not on one of these lists. Just this, remember, we liked Rob before 
before it was cool. Before it was fashionable. Before it was cool, yeah. I said before everybody Doris started Burke. doing it. Doris Burke was hot on it early on. You guys, she was. She loved the time. Doris, Doris, I can't take my eyes off this guy. You know, <laughs> easy, Doris. No, but she was like, he's like, but he is. He's captivating. You're like, watch this guy. He does these crazy things that like screenshot all I... the time. You know. That yeah. screenshot Greeny posted the other day from the Spurs game where like his oh, head's like 10 feet over the rim. He's looking down on the rim and he's, like, <laughs> yeah. he's dunking it almost like this. Yeah. Like he's, he's churning just... butter. It's <laughs> yeah. literally like that. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. They had that like infographic because like his hand was up by like the top of the backboard on one of those dunks. I think that was against the Pelicans. He just had a few of these iconic games early in his career, but it's just like Tatum. And it's, you know, way more um, – you know, concrete than Tatum in this sense. How many empty games are you gonna have? And empty games, as in you don't play at all. Rob, in Rob's sense, like that game's played for him. We see the incentives. We see his personal goal. There's no way that he can just keep flashing and have these amazing games. Ten game, ten great games. They're nine and three in his starts when he's playing a tiny percentage of the season. Like he's never gonna get in the top 100 if that's the kind of player he is here. So he's got to have that 70. I think that's what we said last week, right? 70 games played would be money for him. And it literally would. He'd make like 400000 on that. Yeah. And they got um, Valanchunas at 94. I mean, he's not bad. He's a good rebounder, but. He was I'll, really I'll good last year. I'll take Rob, though. Yeah. All right. Now let's get everybody mad. So <laughs> the, list, the list comes out and uh, the SI list comes out first and Marcus Smart is 60. And I'm, I'm thinking, wow. That's kind of high. And then the ESPN list comes out, and Marcus Smart is 49. However, to be fair, um, he slipped 12 spots on the ESPN ranking, even though their explanation was he's the same guy, but he got dinged right. for the team's success, being a little bit older, you know, whatever. Um, maybe the team defense not being as solid as it was last year and being hurt. He missed 20-something games with the calf, um, and that was why he got dinged. It's still... 49 i'll let you guys go i'll go i mean really good players there's a I mean, lot of really good players that you that smart is in front of right now i'm not going to sit here and just bash marcus smart but no. i but i think that i think that a lot of his value is what he brings to the team and not so much what he does on the court sometimes especially with the way he kind of gets into a shooter-happy shooter mode at times and kind of can shoot you out of games. Um, I think the defense – I think everyone would agree the defense took a bit of a step back last year. Um, I think even Marcus Smart might even agree with that. Part conditioning, um, part injury. Yeah, sure. Um, yep. Do I think do I think he's a, a, you know, a very, very good, solid player and a contributor on an NBA team? Absolutely. Um, I think 49 I, – to say that he's in the top 50 might might be a little high for me. I think that – He's probably closer to like maybe 75 or something like that. Just just putting this entire game together. And I know he's a strong defender overall. And I know that he's a good leader and all those things that we talk about ad nauseum, especially Celtics fans love to talk about. But when you look at some of the players around around him on that list, I think skill-wise they, they might have an edge. Um, yeah, That's just what I'm going to say about this that. This is why Sherrod's not on the Garden Report tonight. He knew we were going to talk about Marcus Smart, and he's like, I'm not going to be dragged <laughs> down with these yeah, guys. You can't be on the Garden Report, period, if you're not ready for that. I mean, it's like we're like 10 years running here. Marcus Smart Network. Uh, it's interesting in the ESPN list, and I obviously went deeper on the 
Tsai one. There's a handful of guys, Malcolm Brown, Lonzo Ball, guys who we were specifically talking about trading smart for over the offseason, which is interesting in its own right. John Collins, who I was very, you know, advocating heavily for yeah. the trade deadline last year, moving smart for it. And, you know, Jeremy Grant was great last year. Say guy. So there, Jeremy I Grant's ranked he has, higher. He's, uh, right? 53. he's, a, he's 53. So they're saying yeah. that smart's better than Jeremy Grant. I don't know how many NBA just, teams are taking smart over Jeremy Grant. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, Jeremy Grant I, had a pretty damn good year last year. Yeah, I think the SI one's more in line with where smart is. And I know John still thinks that's a little high, but you look at the salary, I think he's in that 60, 70 range. He's going to slip further to 70 as guys start making more than him next year. And he actually slides into that contract spot. But I don't think he's much higher uh, <laughs> than he actually is on that SI list. And I think he's definitively a top 100 guy. I don't know if it's that. I, I think so. I think he is a top 100 guy. They wouldn't so, be 50. You know, they're not 50. He's higher than Kemba. Points off. I think that's Well, we right. all know why that is. Kemba's on one knee, and they don't know what to expect. I don't know I anybody knows what to expect from Kemba, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. With Look, Marcus Smart, you kind of know what to expect, unless what Ime Udoka was saying is true, is that they're expecting Marcus Smart to sort of change. The so again, I'm going to ask this because this is where I, I get stuck on it. I'm not going it, to, it's, there are 30 NBA teams for Marcus Smart to be the 49th player. That would mean he's good enough to be the second best player on like a dozen teams, which <laughs> does, is not, does not compute. It does not compute. He is a guy, even Arden Celtics fans think is best suited to be a sixth man. He's a guy who's only been inserted into a starting lineup because either in the last couple of years because of injuries or or massive attrition, um, but really has spent most of his career as a sixth man and is about the same player. In fact, maybe a tick worse last year. So how do you go from a sixth man, a person who's the sixth best player on his own team, to 49th overall seems really high are you telling me you can't go team there's not two at the very least there's not at least two players better on almost every team someone, and in some and in some cases three someone just said tristan thompson's top 400 <laughs> but yeah True. so that's that's why 49 is that's you're talking about marcus right, Smart here's my the thing, John. second best we, player on any team right now is that true we have this conversation all the time. If we're talking about Marcus Smart's offense, all right, he's ranked like close to 200 or whatever it would be, maybe even lower. Right. You're, his so defense, you're, isn't, just, his, isn't his defense top 15, 20? Like he's in that upper, upper echelon of top, top for sure. defensive players. For sure he so is. Yeah. You wait that. Like, you know, Jimmy talks about this all the time. It's an offensive league. To be a cornerstone player, you can't be Tony Allen. You know, even though he would be one of the best defensive players at that time. And if you, you know, came up with a more comparable player today, I don't know who would it be, Royce O'Neal. He's probably a top 20, 25 defender. He's nowhere near this. Like list. I said, his, I put Dylan Brooks. I put Dylan Brooks as a good comp. Dylan Brooks on both lists was around 80. This is a guy who can score, is also a very tenacious defender, a spark plug energy type guy. He's a very good smart comp who's a little younger, more athletic, more athletic and, and, and a little bit better offensively. And he's somewhere in the 80s or so. So I think Marcus Smart is closer to that. And 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 again, he gets the nod for longevity, being around longer, being a winner, doing the winning plays yeah. and all of those would things. You rather, would has, you rather have Brooks than Smart? I mean, 
I don't know. There you go. Like there's something there. And this I, is, this I mean, I want, I want, I honestly, I would say yes, but, um, and again, someone's saying Brooks is streaky. Marcus Smart shoots 37% over his career from the, he's not yeah, just Marcus streaky. Smart's not streaky. He's, he's consistently bad. So again, I, I, I just don't think people grasp it. Marcus Smart is the worst volume shooter in the NBA over the course of his career. So it's that level of offense. It, you know, he, he can make some clutch shots and this and that, but at the end of the day, he's 37, 33 for his career. That's just who he is. So Gordon Hayward's behind uh, Smart on that ESPN list. And, and Hayward is too and again Hayward's got to be an injury uh thing but yeah. he's a really low he's a he's a low percentage high volume shooter um and so what it, do you it think what, it, what do you think it is because you know we're talking about experts here who say this year in and year out and they everybody I think there's some repu- I think there's some gold. reputation the same but way Simmons has- probably the same way Simmons as you said Bobby benefits from some reputation I think Smart does too I think the aura of Smart is is significant. If every player on his team says he's heart and soul, you see him constantly diving on the floor. The energy level is raised every time he guns on there. He gets every intangible point across right. the board. And I, I think, think everybody's yeah. blown away by him and the energy and his, uh, you know, tone setting. And we've talked about like, would a team, would a bad team want him just to establish a culture? And I think we saw that the Orlando Magic were interested in that at the last deadline, whether you believe that whole situation or not. I, I tend to think that there's an enormous amount of respect in him around the league. And I don't think it's delusional. I, I think teams sense the kind of value that he's brought here through contending teams, through teams that have made Eastern Conference Finals. And again, I know you threw some name that I didn't recognize out there earlier in terms of guys who have made Conference Finals. But it's not like Smart was the 10th most important player on those rosters. He was like third or fourth, like right up there. So, again, you're right. He's He wouldn't be a second most important player on a team. But we've seen him be six-man level, and again, third, fourth. I think last year he probably reached up a little too high in terms of his where he should be in terms of ranked importance on a team. Um, but just below that, I think he's enormously impactful. Look, you want him to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. You want him to show up this year in phenomenal shape. You want him to show up this year pissed off about how last year went. You want to show up this year with a sense of purpose because he's the point guard and he has a very clearly defined role with a new coach that hopefully puts him in the best position to succeed. All of those things are true, and he could end up having the best year of his career, which would be great. However, again, you have to look at track record. A lot of people say – He's the he's a he's a good distributor. Yes, true. However, Marcus Smart benefits from being a jack of all trades, which is to say he's not specifically judged on any one thing. If he were a straight shooting guard, he'd be a bad one because he's not a good shooter. If he were a straight point guard, I don't think he'd be in the upper echelon of distributing. Isn't point that guards true in the for NBA Ben either. Simmons though? Huh? I said that earlier. That's but I want to see Simmons this too. year. I, it would be interesting if this year Smart became a 10-assist guy with high-level defense. I I do believe you would look at him look at him a little di- – a lot of people would look at him differently. Totally. It, it, but that, this was a problem with him coming out of college. What is he? Is he a score-first Is he a score first point guard? Is he a shooting guard that's not a dead-eye shooter? Who is he? He was kind of positionless, and I think that's what affected his draft stock and perception coming in when he stayed that extra year at Oklahoma State. Year before, he was being considered talked about for a number one overall pick. Then the next year, he was a bit of a wild card because people are like, I don't know where this guy's going to play. Yeah. And it's been the same way. What's up, Jimmy? Jimmy? Yeah. All these great things you guys – or 
all these great things Bobby's saying about Marcus Smart, and I'm sure they're all true. Yeah. <laughs> highly regarded player, um, very respected, does everything right, you know, the energy, the heart and soul of the team. Why won't the Celtics name him captain? He's a veteran. He's been I don't on think the Brad you know. believed in it. Well, what about now? It'll be interesting. I have so many questions. Brad named Rondo week. captain. I mean, that might have just been to appease Rondo at the time when he first came in, when Brad first came in in the league. But if all these things are true about Smart, he's not. The, no, no one's going to say, "Oh, he's the best player on the team." You don't, the captain doesn't have to be the best player on the team. He has to be the leader. That's a team. great question, Jimmy. And I, and I think I know, the team actually lacked leadership at many, many points last season and the season prior to that. And let's not forget the mel- multiple. I'm not going to say meltdowns, but little issues that they've had in the playoffs and in situations where they've kind of needed a leader um, and they haven't really had one, at least as far as we know. So I wonder if that's going to be something that they announce at media day or if they're just going to go another season without a captain because everything everyone says about Marcus Smart, he seems like he'd be the perfect captain um, on a team and he's been on this team the entire way and hasn't. Hasn't that's put a, that C on his chest yet. That's a great question, Jimmy. And I know we're not going to talk again probably before media day, uh, but it, just in terms of a new coach being in here, a new system, all these different things, we different reporters have kind of tried to touch on it. And I think Emay's kind of played this. All right, there'll be some subtle differences, but mostly Brad. And that's kind of how Brad introduced Emay. So it hasn't been talked about too much, but we're really going into what could be like a whole new world for this team, just in terms of how people play their roles, like how the coach manages games. Like this could be a completely different or at least suddenly different uh, operation here. And I have so many different questions about how Ime is going to approach things compared to Brad there. And that's a big one. Um, I obviously talked a little bit about Rob's role on the team is a huge one that John's concerned about too. But like, I have so many questions just in terms of like, how is, the Eme Celtics gonna be different than the Brad Celtics. That's like the story of next week. I feel like I don't know, John, if you have like a big question that's burning in that regard too. For the season, yeah, just how Eme is gonna like the Eme Celtics are gonna be different than you. I, I think don't you know. threw one out there earlier. Will there be more mid-range shots? I that's don't know who's too. doing what on this team yet. That's the thing. When you throw it all out there, I don't know how any of it fits. I don't know who is playing. You you have. Because of all the personnel turnover, you're going to have rotation questions, which sucks when you've spent the first 20 games trying to look what the Celtics did last year, just trying to incorporate Tristan Thompson into the thing. And they went double big for 18 games and was like, what are you guys doing? You're playing two centers. You're you're playing your second and third best centers together. (laughs) You know, like it's like, what's wrong (laughs) with you? Right. It was the the whole that that was one thing. Now you're trying to figure out. Smart's the point guard, we think. Are you going to start double big? Are you going to go Schroeder with that second unit? If so, what happens to Pritchard's minutes? Is Richardson going to start? Or are you going to put Richardson on that second unit with Schroeder and not have really any shooters there? Who's your Romeo? Are Romeo and Grant going to play at all? Are Romeo and Grant going to play at all? If If Horford starts, who's your first big off the bench? Is it Cantor? Like, or, you know, no, the rotation one's obvious, and Cornette. that's like a, that's those are burning questions. All of it year. is, a, I don't know how you fit it right now because we don't know who does what well uh, w- alongside whom. No, those uh, are, I think those yeah. are questions for every team. When I see Brad going out and Eme 
uh, coming in, like I think of the intangibles, like Jimmy just asked, like, is there a right. captain? Do we believe in mid range shots? Uh, do we believe in a big rotation? A small, just like philosophical things as a coach. I really want to like get to know who he may is. And I think Sherrod touched on this too, when they, um, when they hired him, he's been alongside some great head coaches and he's done a brilliant job as an assistant coach, kind of parlaying their message to the players and being a great communicator for other coaches messages. What, who is Ime going to be as a coach? Well, that's I, the thing. Imagine it gets, starts getting away from him early. Imagine like a five and five and nine start. And like, it doesn't seem to be fitting well. Tatum and Brown are kind of out of sorts. How does he handle you the heat? Lo- you would love How it. How do you handle that? Question. John just yeah. painted. That's, that, that's John's <laughs> ideal situation that everyone just heard right there. He just, he just tipped his, uh, his hand a little bit. No, there. but I have so many questions, like right off the bat, I'm going to need like a one-on-one with them. It's, it's, it's well, burning. Put the right request here. in. I'm sure you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, I can't wait for Monday. This season's going to be so intriguing. I think they have a chance to be really good. I know uh, Zach Lowe kicked that around last week as well. Uh, I'm probably going to give a modest take in terms of what my expectation is for them. But this group is just so much more balanced. They have things they needed last year. Obviously, I think this year will be less tumultuous, you would hope, than last year, just with everything that went wrong. And uh, I think the Kemba thing, addressing that was such a huge deal. And then getting Horford back in that regard, too, in turn, was a big deal, too. So I'm really excited about this group this year. Um, okay. I'm sure you are. That's, that's, that's one. <laughs> Next week, are we, sure we going to do our predictions like we did last year? Sure. What do we remember do? We got we got bashed. Remember, I said like I was telling you, like you know, I think the Pacers are better than the Celtics last year. I, you and I, I had them. You I and I had them between five and seven. Oh, we nailed year. the rank. We nailed yeah. the uh, place. We didn't have the. We had the Heat wrong. We had the Heat wrong. I had the Pacers we wrong. The they got hurt. They got we hurt. had the Heat clearly ahead. We didn't. We didn't well. have the Knicks where they were. No, we had the heat firmly as four or three in that upper. We had the heat in the upper echelon with, uh, with you know, Brooklyn. Brooklyn we were wrong in the Raptors like everybody else was, I think. We had Brooklyn, Milwaukee, um, and Philly, obviously, and we put the heat ahead of the Celtics. No, and I had the Philly Celtics. low. I had Philly as like an eight. You, you did, did have Philly low. One. Yeah, That's right. Did. You did. And yeah, that, that was they, good But one. they didn't finish yeah. low. They finished very high. They were number <laughs> one. Yeah. But um, – Bobby had the Raptors one, the Raptors two. <laughs> yeah. I had the yeah. Raptors modestly. Yeah. Um, the Raptors. Guess, what's what's up with the Raptors this year, Bob? No more. Um, no more. He's hot. So he's hopping on a Raptor report right after this with a bunch of other dudes. Yeah. Hey, just just letting you know, if they end up with Simmons, my whole outlook on him is going to turn. It really is. I'm sure it will. <laughs> sure it will immediately. Yeah, I, I love. Um, I was surprised they didn't go with Suggs, but uh, the more and more I learn about um, the guy they did draft there was, uh, I, I'm excited about him and everything they got going on there too. But losing Larry is tough. They're, they're definitely in a transition point right now. Yep. Um, you'll hear more of that on the Raptors report. So yeah. just as a, pro- a programming note for everybody before we wrap it up, um, as we said, training camps open up next week, which means there's more stuff going on. We're going to still be coming at you weekly. So we'll come back Charlie on Wednesday. Barnes, yeah. We'll do another show on Wednesday, but then things are going to get serious and we're going to start some preseason postgame shows. Regular season is going to start sooner than we know it. And then it's freaking on. And here we go. Full it's tilt. Next weekend, a week from this weekend, the preseason starts. We have an actual preseason, pre-season game. game. So what? We're, we're, yeah, we're back, baby. I'm not get even going ready. to be around. 
See you. Next weekend? I've got yeah, next weekend. We're gonna have to get the schedule. Uh, I've got a oh, list of schedule, I, dude. I've got Dudley ready to go. I've got Chris. We need I've to work got, on our schedule. These I hear we're doing some uh, spaces stuff. Maybe we will, we will be we will be taking our chat um, soon. That's an announcement TBD. But we do want to hear from you guys again. We miss you. Um, so we are gonna rest in uh, peace, locker room. Rest in peace. Here's the uh, as here's far the as we know, schedule. it doesn't exist anymore. A week, a week from Monday, Jimmy. Fortunately for you, not next weekend. A week from Monday, so just after next weekend's the Magic. Yeah. Then See you that, got the Raptors, John's Magic scares into us, and I didn't. Bobby said it. I was off by a day. A week from Monday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll be. I'll be. Um, I'll be home for that. All right, uh, so we'll be back, and we're going to start doing we're going to start doing more shows and more shows. Um, Bobby and I during the day, if there are uh, news nuggets, we can you can look for pop up garden reports uh, live uh, anytime anything happens that's worth talking about. Uh, Want to give one last? Oh, go ahead, Jimmy, and, well, and one last shout I out. I see to people sponsor. in the chat. See people in the chat are saying, "Should I delete locker room? No more locker room." I just said recipes locker room because locker room was bought out by spotify green room and is now spotify green room so it's a little different now i don't know i don't know if we're going to be using it that's that's not my decision that's up so, to tell us later but um i will say that i just miss i just miss locker room that's all so i'm gonna can say i say this too yeah unrelated i am all in on the red Sox. i'm gonna be oh, a god way all you, the time i love this team and they're getting hot at the right time the whole one game playoff run you're gonna be in for that <laughs> I am locked in and beyond. Yeah. I do not like Tampa, but we'll see where this goes. I like this uh, team a lot. Okay. I couldn't tell you right anything about the Sox. Couldn't care um, less. Very quick. Schwarber's got two two bombs tonight. I know that. There's going to be seven straight wins tonight, right? Yeah. So um, just very quickly, um, you know, as I said, we're back in full with the full cast um, next week. Next um, week, we'll also, Bucks Patriots preview. I will be um, giving my Bucks takes. Oh, nice. my Lord. John, I got you. Got to be queuing it up this week on the Patriots stuff. I am all in on that. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. If you don't subscribe already, I imagine a lot of you guys are also Patriots fans. Make sure you follow us over on the Patriots uh, YouTube channel and uh, Patriots CLNS, uh, where you know you've got a ton of stuff going all the I time. Used to be a Patriots fan. Yeah, and uh, oh, come on, Jimmy. Nope. And yeah, but Jimmy's gonna have a say, and he and Ride he deserves it. He deserves his minute. Last shout out to our sponsor, Legends. Legends brand apparel. I'm wearing it. The other I'm guys. It. It's in the wash. I'm actually washing mine tonight. Legitimately, I'll, yes, I'll be wearing it. I, this I am too. I'm going to the vineyard this weekend. I'm going to bring the sweatshirt. Looks like it's going to be nice, but the, the nights get kind of chilly over there. I'll have the sweatshirt with me. Yeah. Um, but Legends brand. Legends <laughs> That's brand. Really That's high true. praise. That's it's actually true. Praise. It's good. Yeah. The, he's the smart guy is what they're basically saying. The, the, the other guys Wait, are the so idiot. John is still John on this show. I'm the John on both. <laughs> I'm the John yeah. both places. Yeah, but you're I the Alex. I don't even get invited to the you're, Patriots you're, show. I think Evan would murder me if I You're the I Alex Barth. Football. Yeah, you're oh the Alex Oh, my God. Barth. They'd pull up the film screen Barth and Vader? his head would be spinning. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. be. Yeah. Um, Love Barth. Oh yeah, you want more shows, Julian? We might start doing some, but head over to Patriots Beat. Barth and Barth and Lazar are doing multiple shows a week, um, so you do get a lot of preview stuff there as well. Um, guys, thank you everybody for joining. Uh, it's always a treat. 
to have have you guys out here uh, hanging out with us. And like I said, it's going to start getting interesting soon. So I'm psyched, uh, you know, to see more people fill in the room and uh, more stuff to talk about. We've obviously had a little, you know, lull in the action. So this is great. Legends.com code garden 20. Go get some of this stuff. Uh, Help support our sponsors. Uh, It gives us an opportunity uh, to, you know, do more of these shows, which is what we want to do. Bring more interesting people on the shows. If you're tired of me, um, I get it. (laughs) Joe Sway. Hey, all of your legends uh, purchases sent Joe Sway to Hawaii, uh, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. We, we let him, we let him use the funds for that, for that uh, week of purchases. Yeah, but it is. It's it's Patriots press pass for the guys want on the Patriots stuff. I see some people uh, uh, asking about it. it. And you guys go on right after the games too, like we do for Celtics games. You guys go on the games right right when the game ends. Yeah, we do our we do our Patriots post games as well. Um, so that stuff is always good. But uh, all of that stuff, Julian. Thank you, uh, buddy. Uh, we will see you guys. Uh, Pat stuff this weekend. We'll have another Garden Report coming up next week. Uh, but until Media then. Day. Media Day. Monday, oh, we'll have right. reports from there. Oh, I can't wait to overreact to everything for Media Day. Yeah. Yeah. We will. Good. I want to see Rob. Show me Rob. <laughs> Is he alive? John's, Is he John's doing actually, well? John's not allowed to go to actual Media Day because we think he's going to embarrass us and scream yeah. out Rob's name when we get there. So he'll be yeah. watching. Rob. <laughs> Bob going to be there? Uh, who? Bobby? We're working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 getting right. our we're getting the specs yeah, yeah, for how yeah. things are going to run getting there. The so beats. we're going to wrap it up, guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks everybody for hanging out. Peace.